In this episode, I want to talk about how having a sense of purpose can help you manage your stress, anxiety, and depression. Last year, I had shared some strategies and techniques, you know, for dealing with anxiety and stress, but I think those treat symptoms more than they solve the problem in the first place. So uh, I want to explore how you could create your own personal vision, mission, and purpose. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornette. Every day, I talk with someone who wants to quit their job, I suppose. <laughs> That's not surprising, given that I'm a, a career coach, so pretty common. And they're frustrated, they're angry, they're stressed about their projects at work. You know, the relationships with coworkers and upper management aren't that great. They feel anxious about their performance, especially this time of year when there's a lot of performance reviews and they fear they're going to get a bad review. They fear they may even lose their job. And the thought of continuing to work for their employer every day for more and more years, it's kind of depressing. So I hear statements like, they don't appreciate me. I don't feel respected at work. My employer isn't investing in me. I never receive any training. I don't feel like I'm growing. I want to walk away. Even though I don't have another job lined up, I've lost faith in my abilities. I'm beginning to doubt myself. I've lost my mojo. These feelings are more common than you might think. Our work has a significant impact on our sense of well-being. It's not a surprise. We spend much of our waking hours, many of our waking hours, in a job. And I know I've shared this data before from Clarine M. Jacobs, Ph.D. This is some research on occupational stress. But about 75% of employees have said their leader, their boss, is the most significant source of stress. Big surprise. 70% of people said their work is a substantial source of stress. And 80% of employees have experienced stress-related physical symptoms. So fatigue, you know, feeling tired, being irritable feeling angry, having a lack of motivation, low energy, headaches. And it can take several months or even years to recover from a toxic work environment or a bad boss who tears you down. I've certainly experienced that. In one case, I didn't feel back to normal for almost, I think it was six months after I quit that job. It had an incredibly negative and political culture, and it took me a long time to feel like myself again. At the time, I thought I could push through the stress and all that anxiety that I was feeling in the job, but I paid a pretty steep price for not dealing with it. My health, my physical health, it suffered considerably. I'm sure my emotional health did too. But I finally took steps to get it under control, and it changed my life 
forever. So last year I shared some strategies and techniques to relieve stress. Um, I think I've linked those. So if you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this is Use Your Purpose to Manage Stress, Anxiety, and Depression, Issue 351. And I'd linked uh, that previous article. It was almost exactly a year ago. And it included things that you would expect, like exercise and walking and getting enough sleep, uh, calming rituals like meditation, things like that. But there are a few uh, surprising ones in there and a lot of links to resources. So go check that out and see if it helps you. I found that actively managing my stress levels, it also dramatically improves my work productivity. So I'm hoping some of those techniques could help you. However, these strategies still feel more like a painkiller than an actual solution. And what I mean by that is they treat the symptoms more than they stop the stress and anxiety from happening in the first place. I've had a year to think more about this problem. I've worked with clients struggling with stress and anxiety. I've been managing my own issues, my own struggles with depression. I mean, I still use all of those techniques that I shared last year to, to manage the symptoms. I work out every day. I've been trying to run every day. I journal every morning. Um, but I found that it's better to try to head those off the stress and the anxiety, headed off at the past sooner. And one of the most effective and lasting strategies is to take complete control of what you believe is your life's mission versus simply adopting your employer's mission and giving your heart and soul to some company. Owning your sense of purpose gives you more control over your physical, mental, and emotional health. I made that mistake early in my career. I drank my employer's Kool-Aid. I threw myself 100% into my job. My sense of identity was tied to my job title and the company's mission. And looking back on that, that was a huge mistake. Because you're vulnerable if you let someone else, like a boss or an employer, hold the keys to your well-being and your sense of purpose. Tying your identity to your employer, its mission, and a specific job title is always risky. When a project fails, you feel like a failure. When your boss gets upset with you, you feel stressed and anxious. When your supposedly world-changing project gets canceled, you get depressed. I mean, what happens if your employer makes a strategic pivot? completely away from the mission you've been committed to for years, the reason you joined the company. It happens. What happens if your company gets acquired and the new leadership changes everything? They change your role. They might demote you. You get assigned to a whole new project. What happens if you lose, you lose your job? So now you don't have <laughs> that job title or that employer. You're no longer a designer at Google. You're no longer an engineer at Facebook. What happens? So don't fall into that trap as I did. I mean, you should absolutely have a job or run a business that feels meaningful. 
But the difference is your sense of purpose needs to rise above that. It should endure beyond the boundaries of any one job or any one company. It should belong to you. When you have a sense of purpose and your efforts have meaning, you can keep going and push through almost anything. But they need to be under your control. When I work one-on-one with my clients, they receive something like a homework exercise to explore and create their personal vision and mission. We discuss how this can become their purpose in life instead of solely focusing on what an employer wants them to do. Because an employer usually just wants you to acquire more users, increase revenue, beat the competition. All good things, but is that a good sense of purpose for you? I know that when I create my own purpose, I feel more in control. And that reduces my anxiety. I look forward to every day because I will be working on my mission. Having a meaningful sense of purpose, it takes the edge off my seasonal depression too, which has become a little less seasonal (laughs) and a little more persistent over the past two years. I wonder why. For most of my life, I didn't feel like I had a purpose. I mean, years ago, if you had asked me, what is your purpose in life? I probably had some shallow corporate materialistic answer to the question. Well, I want to be a vice president someday. I want to own a Lamborghini. (laughs) Uh, You know, I want to launch a startup that raises millions of dollars and becomes a billion dollar company. I think I did that for a while. But now, I mean, now I finally feel like what I'm doing matters. When I launched Invincible Career and started working with people who are frustrated with their jobs, feeling sad about their careers and wondering about their future, it made me realize that I was finally doing something that actually helps people. I could see the change in their confidence, happiness, and the hope for the future. I'd never experienced that before in my corporate jobs. So if you're going to ask me that question today, what is your purpose? I would say my purpose in life is to empower good people and give them the confidence to plan, create, and live the life they deserve. That feels better to me than saying, I help people click more ads. So I want to give you a a little bit of a sneak peek at some of the homework that I give my clients because we work on this very exercise of exploring and defining their purpose, vision, and mission to align their career path with what matters most to them. So first, I want to talk about the difference between a calling versus a passion. Because over the last few years, it has become quite popular to tell people to follow their passions. And I'm not a fan of that recommendation because I think it misleads people. They believe they can identify a passion and then make a living from it. Easy, right? Super easy. Just make a Patreon. My problem with this is something might be a passion. Let's say you love playing guitar. 
but it doesn't actually mean that you're good at it. You might love doing it. It might be a passion, but you're not really great at doing it. Or you may have a passion for something. Let's say you love bird watching. Do it all the time. But it doesn't solve a problem or meet a need for anyone else. Therefore, no one will pay you to pursue that passion. Finally, when someone turns a passion into a way to make a living, so either as an employee or an entrepreneur, sadly, they often lose their passion for that very thing. For example, there are many stories of people who loved singing for fun. They, they sang all the time. But they lost their passion for it once it became a job. They had to pay the bills. I prefer to have my clients think about their calling. And a calling isn't necessarily a passion, although you can feel passionate about pursuing a calling. Many people do. It also isn't necessarily fun to pursue a calling. But you feel drawn to it and driven to make it happen. Some might call that an obsession. I prefer to think of it as finding meaning and fulfillment in your life. I see a calling as something that taps into your core talent, your strengths, your knowledge and experience in a way that changes the world or improves the lives of others in a meaningful way. It is valuable enough to those people that you can indeed turn it into a living for yourself. Your unique way of bringing this to the world gives you purpose every day. So if you think about this, what do you feel compelled to do? What would you say is your calling if someone asked you that question? I want to talk a little bit about vision and mission now. So I've used a vision and mission framework in the past, in my past lives, to propose new corporate projects. I've carried that forward, that whole vision, mission, strategy, objectives framework to formalize business ideas. But I also find it useful for my clients to help capture their thoughts around their calling and purpose. It helps to think about yourself and the world we live in since a purpose has more meaning when it improves the world and it helps others. So the following questions are a good way to explore this. Number one, what does the world need? You know, what problems need to be solved? What are the big opportunities? Number two, what are you great at doing? Think about your natural talents and the skills you've acquired. What are your unfair advantages? Maybe you're brilliant. Maybe you're naturally persuasive. Maybe people just naturally seem to like you. Number three, what do you love doing? And most importantly, what do you love doing that you're also really good at doing? Number four, what can you get paid to do? Unless you're financially independent, you'll want to align your purpose with some way to make a living. So let me just give you an example. So this is how someone, and I'm using someone named, let's just say Sarah, how she would turn all these questions into a way to create more meaningful work for herself. So Sarah has a passion for teaching people how to use new technology. She's great at it. She loves doing it. But she feels her calling is to help educate 
disadvantaged children. So she combines what she loves with what the world needs. Obviously, the world does need educators, probably now more than ever. And you can get paid to be an educator. So she decided to create a business to get paid to educate children through online workshops. So she combined her calling with what she's really good at doing. So now she's focused on scaling her technology platform and the workshop programs to reach even more children. And she's doing this to have a larger and more positive impact on them and the world. But it also generates more income for herself. So it's kind of a win-win-win. In this example, Sarah said that her calling is to educate disadvantaged children. So she could expand on this to create what I would consider to be a more detailed vision and mission statement for her business. And what is a vision statement? So the way to think of this is an aspirational view of the future that it would inspire you and inspire other people. So what is an ideal vision of the future? Some statement about that. As you're thinking about it, think about what your life might ideally look like at the end of the next 15 to 20 years? How would you like to change the world? How would you like to impact the lives of others? Now let's move on to the mission statement. What is that? So your mission is a realistic endeavor that you believe will enable your vision to come true. It's the work that you're going to do every day to keep making progress to make that vision come true. Your personal mission statement will be what you want to commit to for your vision to become a reality. In the example, uh, Sarah might create the following statements for her business. She might have a vision statement that is, every child is prepared for the future of work. That's it. A vision should be a one-sentence statement. And if you think about the mission that she would associate with that. We provide disadvantaged children with affordable and accessible educational opportunities to learn the latest technologies to prepare them for their future careers. So now she can take that vision and mission and she has a purpose. There's a reason to get out of bed every day. And it's more important than any single job or employer or or something that's not quite as meaningful. So If you're going to explore your purpose, it's going to be something that is completely unique because you are absolutely unique. There is no other person on this planet that has experienced the same life as you. No one else has the exact combination of who you are, what you know, and what you are capable of accomplishing. I find that someone's exact purpose is just as unique as they are. For some people, their purpose is deeply tied to a creative act. They can't imagine life without making the thing that gives them purpose every day. And this could be writing, designs, music, art, code, something that you create. These creators feel compelled to bring their work to life. Even if they weren't getting paid to create it, they would do it. For others, their purpose is instead tied deeply to people. They can't imagine life without helping certain types of people every day. 
Some teachers obviously feel this way about children. Some medical professionals feel this way about patients. So this type of purpose is less tied to a specific act of creation and more about helping the people they care about the most. Sometimes these two types of purpose overlap when a creator uses what they create to help a specific kind of person. You could imagine a children's author who wants to entertain and educate young people. Now consider yourself. Do you feel compelled to create something? And you can't stop doing it no matter what. Or do you feel drawn to helping specific types of people and you believe that your purpose in this world is to make their lives better? You may even be one of the few whose sense of purpose lies at the intersection of both. What are your thoughts on your purpose? Think about that. Once you have your own vision and mission statements, you'll probably find that it's easier to define your purpose in life because your purpose will be to follow your mission to make your vision of the world come true. Your purpose is larger and more significant than any single project, any job. It's more meaningful than the work most employers ask us to do. It belongs to you. And it will give your life meaning beyond the jobs that come and go. Because jobs do come and go. I doubt that any of us are going to be employed for 40, 50 years in a single job for a single employer. So your sense of purpose needs to last long beyond any of those. I find that defining and following a purpose, you know, like your life's mission, it gives you more control over managing your physical, mental, and emotional health too. Focusing your energy on making your vision come, come true takes the edge off any stress or anxiety you might be feeling in a job because suddenly that job feels a little less important. And that's okay. Sometimes a job is just there to pay the bills. And it could be important. Maybe you love doing it. It's still important to have this sense of purpose that belongs to you. Of course, when you pursue an invincible career, the ultimate goal is to rebuild your career around your own vision, mission, and purpose. But getting there can take years. However, when it happens, you can then dedicate all of your time to something that you find personally fulfilling and meaningful. And the key is, it's yours. <laughs> it's under your control. No employer can take it away. No boss can cancel it. It's yours. And that gives you meaning every day. So what is your purpose? I'd love to hear your thoughts on your purpose. What do you feel is your mission in life? What vision do you want to make come true? How do you want to change the world? You can feel free to share some of your thoughts on this in the comments on the post online. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this is Use Your Purpose to Manage Stress, Anxiety, and Depression, Issue 351. Um, and I'm also here to listen if you just want to message me. 
This is the kind of work that I do with clients. This is the kind of stuff that if you want to figure out your vision, mission, and purpose in life, we could work on if you want to work with me as a client. Anyway, best of luck with defining this. I think it's really important and it's a great way to rise above the daily stress and anxiety of a job and uh, take more control of your life. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life. 